Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to 2024. Happy New Year. When does it get, when's the point at which you can no longer say that? No one's defined that for me yet, but I'm just, I'm January 7th, I'm just going to roll with it, you know, and say Happy New Year. Well, I hope you believe in for a great year. Um, we certainly are as a church, and so if we are as a church, that means we are for you as well. And so we're just grateful that you're here in church with us today. If you're new or visiting, big warm welcome. Always like to say that we just are a family here and we're just grateful that you came and I hope you get a chance to meet some people and, um, and, and hopefully, absolutely meet with Jesus as well. Online, we're so grateful for you. Thanks for tuning in to the service. Yesterday was my spiritual birthday. Happy birthday to me. Just thought I'd let you know because... I think that you should also celebrate your spiritual birthday, which when we read the New Testament is our true birthday, our real birthday when our spirit comes alive and um, somewhere, some, you know, at some point, thank God for his providence, I actually wrote the date down in the very first Bible that was given to me when I made a decision, uh, the 6th of January, 2002. It was my spiritual birthday. And so uh, I celebrated that yesterday and I asked the Lord. I said, what am I getting? What's my, what's my present? And he told me. He said, I'm going to give you a deepening of my word this year. And so I'm really excited about that. And you should also ask the Lord for a gift on your spiritual birthday because he loves to give gifts. And the purpose of my gift, I know, is not necessarily to make me better at what I do, uh, but it's to give me a greater knowledge of who he is. And it's really between me and him, so it's got nothing to do with you. Um, so hopefully it works out, but for me, it's going to be great. Well, if you've got your Bibles, open with me to Zechariah chapter 4. Today is Anointing Sunday at Colonial Church, and if this is our very first time uh, on an anointing Sunday, what we do at the end of the message is um, our hosts will be sort of spread out across the room and we're going to sort of move as a church and, and, and we're going to pray over you. And I really want 100% participation in this because what our trained leaders are going to do is they're going to pray over your 2024. And we're going to believe that the Holy Spirit is going to anoint this year, anoint it um, and bless it. And, um, and it's really power. It's a powerful Sunday. This is when people get confirmations of his word. People get, um, you know, just really feel a sense of God speaking to them. God gives them, a, puts dreams in people's hearts on anointing Sunday. It really is special. Um, but I wanted to ask you from at the very beginning of a brand new year, what are you believing for this year? What are you believing God's going to do for you this year? How are you going to grow in the Lord this year? I want to give you a rule for the Christian life. Never lower your expectation of God down to the level of your experience. It's a good rule to live by. Because think about it. If your expectation is what God's already done, why would you need God in front of you? Why would you need God ahead, alongside? If it's all about what you've already seen, 
So we should never lower our expectation, our faith expectation going into a brand new year down to the level of our experience. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, the context here is the people of God have come back to Jerusalem. There's not much there. There was a decree that said they could go back and build their temple. And they're in this situation and they're wondering God's people back in Jerusalem looking at this great sort of opportunity and seeing not much there. And a lot, a lot of work ahead and kind of the dream being realized of God's people coming back to the place that God had given them and realizing there wasn't a whole lot in the natural happening. And then God speaks in verse 6. Then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. God was saying, it's not going to be how you think it's going to be. It's going to be how I think it's going to be. It's going to be by the Spirit of God that will accomplish this. Why would anyone build a house, go to all the trouble of building a home? I mean, you think about it. Some of you who have built a house will know. There's so much that goes into it. There's so much that it truly is a huge project and a worthy project because it's going to be your house. It's where you're going to live. But why would anyone build a house and never connect it to the power lines? I mean, just think about it for a moment. If you did that and you went and lived in that house, I mean, you could kind of make it work. You could make some modifications to get through. But why on earth would you not connect to the power source. And in the same way, why would anyone build a boat, a beautiful sailboat, 40, 50, 60 feet, perfectly laid out, all the deck winches and the, the masts and the sails and everything, all the rigging in place? Why would anyone build all of that and then head out to sea and never put the sails up? And in the same way, some people get saved, say yes to Jesus, are on their way to heaven, no doubt about that, but never get to experience the ruach, the wind of the Spirit filling the sails of your life to move you in power to the place that you're called to go. Anointing Sunday is about connecting to the power source. And today we're going to anoint you. Or rather I should say it differently. The Holy Spirit is going to anoint you. And we're believing that the Holy Spirit is going to anoint you for the service of God this year. The title of my message today is Anointed and Appointed. Anointed and appointed. What if I told you that there was an appointment ahead for you in 2024 that you must be at, that you cannot miss, that it's actually God's destiny, that in this year God has somewhere for you to be, spiritually speaking, and something for you to do, spiritually speaking? That there's an appointment this year. 
What if we came into this year like that? Believing in faith that God actually has something for us to do. That there is a God-appointed season ahead. See, that's the framework that we see in the scriptures. It's, it's, if you like, the prescribed path for the believers, for God's people. This is the way the Spirit does it. In the Bible, we see it over and over and over again. By the way, the Holy Spirit's interaction and work in our lives is not just a New Testament thing. The Holy Spirit was active and alive all the way since creation. The only difference is, is after the day of Pentecost, now it's a permanent feature in our lives. That's why Jesus said, he said, you're going to go and do this. You're going to go out. But whatever you do, just wait. Wait for what? The power. And I want to encourage you that you are going to need the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to accomplish what God has for you today. In other words, if you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit, you might just be a vessel out at sea with no sails up. And I'm really believing today for you. I just prayed before in the last service for a couple to, to, to get a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. And right in the middle of it, I just felt like the Lord said, he said that they're, they're going to have children. I share that with them. That's the one thing that was on their heart, that they would have that in their life. And I'm believing that God anointed them for that very purpose today. I wonder what God's going to do in your life. I wonder what God wants to do for you today and this year. So point number one this morning, first point of 2024 feels like a big one. This is the point number one today. You have an appointment in 2024. Listen to me, friend. You have an appointment this year. The world thinks we just crossed over into a new year. The calendar shifted over. Can I just encourage you? That's not how God works. God has blessed the year. He has anointed this year. He has set it apart. You are set apart. We live differently to the world. I find myself around New Year's Eve not doing what the world does. The world kind of, you know, puts on these big fireworks displays and, you know, does all these things. I find myself getting away with God and just being like, God, what's it going to look like this year? How's it going to be? No fireworks. Nothing happening on the inside. Everything happening on the inside of me. Because I know that this year there's going to be an appointment. This isn't a drill. This isn't just another year. You have an appointment. And just like any natural appointment, you need to show up for the appointment this year. I just want someone to hear this today. You're appointed. You're not a mistake. He has a plan for you and a purpose for you. You're not, you don't just exist you don't just go through the motions. God designed you with a plan and a purpose for your life. And in some way this year, in some fashion, some form, he's going to use you in a powerful way. You might be in here today and you're a business person. There's an appointment for you this year. You might be in here today and you're a teacher. There's an appointment for you this year. You might be a medical professional. Listen to me. There's an appointment this year. You might be a student. You might be at home, home, homeschooling the kids. Can I just encourage you? There's an appointment for you this year. There's going to be a shift this year. And as you show up to your appointment, anointed with the Holy Spirit, God's going to move. But whatever it looks like for you, you're in good company, friend, because this is the pattern for God's people for centuries. This is what God does. He appoints and he anoints. That's how he works. 
and we just follow in a long line, thousands and millions and millions of people that have gone in this direction and done it God's way. This is how he works. I'll give you one example. David, God had chosen him to be the king after Saul. He was destined for greatness. He was honored to be king. But what was he doing when it happened? He was just taking care of the sheep. He was out in the field going about ordinary business, fighting enemies to protect the sheep, looking after them, making sure they had what they needed, which was, by the way, a natural picture of the way that God would use him for Israel. It says in 1 Samuel 16 and verse 11, then Samuel said to Jesse, are all your sons here? This is to me in scripture, one of the very first ever anointing services right here. It says, are all your sons here? And he said, there remains yet the youngest. So he'd been through them all. He says, but behold, he is just keeping sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and get for him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. He was an ordinary person doing ordinary things, but appointed for an extraordinary purpose. Think about the disciples. You talk about ordinary. I mean, these guys were just regular Joes. They were fishermen. They fished every day to make a living, to make ends meet, a day-by-day thing, fishing. And just like David, God would use that very picture of what they did in the natural to connect with what he would do with them in the supernatural. But they would need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to accomplish the supernatural. They had an appointment ahead which God had set for them. The ordinary became the extraordinary and they were appointed. Listen to me, friend. You might think that what you do every day is ordinary, but it's not to God. He has a purpose attached to it. He, 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 you might see it and just be like, well, I'm just doing what I always do. It's sort of mediocre. It doesn't really mean a lot. It doesn't really do a whole lot. Not to God. He takes the ordinary <laughs> anoints it with his spirit, puts the the wind in it, which is his spirit, and then uses it for his glory. So number one, you're appointed. Number two, you need the anointing. You need the anointing of the Holy Spirit this year. The disciples did. Jesus said, hey, wait. Wait until the Holy Spirit comes. And then go to the appointment, which was the ends of the earth. But why do we need the Holy Spirit? The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the power, the unction to function. It's it's the power that, that lights up the house. It's the wind that fills the sails. It's the ability to move to accomplish what God has called you to do, to get to the destination God has for you. We're all on a a voyage. We're all on a journey. But we need the power to get where God wants us to go. John 3 and verse 8 says, The wind blows where it wishes. You hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. This is Jesus, by the way. He said this. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. The wind blows where it wishes, you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. 
That's interesting. It's interesting to me because I used to think, oh, I would love this wind from heaven as long as it takes me where I want to go. But I've come to learn that actually it's about wherever God wants to go. And so maybe for you in 2024, it's not about necessarily, you know, you needing the anointing, you know you need the anointing, but maybe this year it's about obedience to say, God, I'm going to put the sails up. You give me the wind and we'll go wherever you want to go. See, when the Holy Spirit comes, and maybe today for you, our leaders are going to pray for you. Maybe this is the very first time anyone's prayed for you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Maybe that's today going to be an amazing thing for you and I'm so excited for you. But maybe today this is one of the many fillings for you. There's one baptism, many fillings. And God has to fill it. God fills us up to do the work that he has for us. But you're going to need this anointing. You're going to need this this year to do what God has called you to do. These are the things that the Holy Spirit's anointing will do in your life. The first is he'll give you power. Now, why will he give you power? He'll give you power to do what you're called to do, but he's going to give you power to be a witness to the world. This is Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be. My witnesses in Jerusalem. See, 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 the purpose of our lives is to, to function the way that God has for us, but it, to be a witness in the world. To, to be on display everywhere we go. To, to, to conversations, to, to job opportunities, to, to, to maybe you're in the middle of signing a big contract in your business. That's an opportunity to be a witness. And the Holy Spirit is going to give you the power to do that. Something else you're going to get, you're going to get supernatural ability to overcome sin. Some of you, the reason you can never overcome certain sins is because you're just flailing around in the ocean and the sails aren't up. But as you get the power, you get the ability to overcome. And here's the thought. How will you ever know what sin is holding you back if you don't have the Holy Spirit to convict you of what it is? To convince you that God is opposed to that thing and has so much something so much better than that for you. That's the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Something else I love the Holy Spirit does is He gives you knowledge. Gives you knowledge. I mean, we have the Holy Spirit with us at all times, this just blows me away, that knows everything about everything. That's 100% more than you and I know. Amen. <laughs> and the amount of times I've walked out of a situation, walked out of a meeting, walked out of a big thing, and it, it comes back to me, I didn't ask you what I should have done or what I should have said. And I've had to repent for that. And I've had to learn to walk differently. Can I just encourage you, whatever you're facing, God already knows what you're about to face. God already has the information ready to give you. He wants to guide you in the way for you to go. You're going to get knowledge. You're going to get a word from God. You're going to hear him speak. You're going to read the Bible better. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Opens up the scriptures. Helps us to understand it. That's why you can take a verse and be like, you know, I've never thought about it that way. 
And then you start to think, wow, am I getting smarter? No, it's just the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Something else he's going to do for you this year is he's going to give you perseverance. How do we continue on as believers? How do we persevere as the saints do? We do it through the power of the Holy Spirit and the supply of oil, which is the Holy Spirit. He's meant to be the constant supply of resource for us. And I love the way that Alex Hobbs said it recently in a team rally. He said, how do we not burn out? Well, we have to burn with him on the inside. And if we have him burning on the inside of us, we won't burn out. I love it. But that's how you have holy perseverance. Maybe you're looking at, at a brand new year and wondering, how, how, how am I going to make it? How am I going to get through the Holy Spirit's anointing? Yeah. Now, I've been studying the life of D.L. Moody lately. And D.L. Moody was an amazing evangelist and got saved as a teenager and had no formal training, never ordained as a minister, but God used him powerfully to impact America and England. According to one estimate, check this out, he lived in the late 1800s. According to one estimate, his influence in bringing the gospel, they estimate could have been to around 100 million people. It's way before technology. And his, uh, his, his Bible study um, school teacher wrote a book called Seven Ways That God Used D.L. Moody. He identified seven reasons why God used him. I'll just read them to you. He says, one, he was a fully surrendered man. He was a man of prayer. He was a deep and practical student of the Bible. He was a humble man. He was entirely free from the love of money. He had a consuming passion for the salvation of the lost. But number seven is the one that I want to focus on today, the final one. This man that traveled with him was, was part of his ministry life, said the reason that God used Dior Moody was that he had power from on high. But it wasn't always that way for Dior Moody. They tell the story, he tells the story that his preaching was effective and he was doing good work, but he always felt like there was something lacking. And he said that there were two praying ladies in his congregation that, were, that would consistently come up to him and say, hey, we're praying for you, we're praying for you. And he would always say, thank you, thank you, thank you. But one time they stopped and they said, no, we're praying for you to get the power. And instead of just shunning them and just pushing them off and just saying, yeah, whatever, I've already got that power. God's planted a seed through those ladies in his heart. And he began to inquire about this heavenly power. And then one day he was walking up the street in lower Manhattan and the Holy Spirit hit him like that. He said he had to get away to a room by himself and he couldn't do anything but just sit there. And he said he was so overcome by joy, by being filled with the Holy Spirit. He said that he asked the Lord to take him there. He said, this is just too much for me. Take me right now. But God did it. And God used him in a powerful way from that point on. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people changed, led untold thousands of people to Christ. And he shared consistently the source of the divine power was being filled with the Holy Spirit. 
getting the power from on high. Can I just encourage you? You should be like me. I want everything that God has. Anything that's available. I want it. But listen to me, we have to receive it in faith. We have to receive it in faith. He said this, he said, God is a supernatural God and you've got to have supernatural power to do his work. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.